0: Throughout our lives, we watch movies to entertain ourselves and find comfort in the world around us. Welcome to The Observer Off the Record podcast with your hosts, Brianna Doucette, Morgan Johnson, and Nellie Podakshik. Today we are joined by the arts and culture section, Izzy Gonzalez, Julia Aramillo, Aditi Praveen, and Avery Loftus. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. You guys each want to introduce yourselves and just a little bit about you and why you're in The Observer.
1: I'm Isabella Gonzalez. I am the arts and culture uh, head editor. I'm a second semester senior and I think arts and culture rules because we both cover Fordham Culture Campus events and we also cover New York City events. And I think that's really freaking cool.
2: My name is Avery and I'm a second semester sophomore and I'm into arts and culture because just like Izzy said, it's really everything and I think you can be really creative with it and you can kind of personalize what you discuss and really follow your passions through this section. So that's why I love arts and culture and why I will always love arts and culture.
3: My name is Aditi. I'm one of the assistant arts and culture editors. The reason I Join arts and culture is mostly because in like New York City, it's probably one of the most like interesting things to focus on. There are so many like niches you can delve into.
4: So that's mostly why I'm really passionate about it. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm a English major, second semester sophomore. I join arts and culture similarly to the rest of the arts and culture crew. But I also really like just reading about like people's like reviews on like TV shows or movies. That's really really that's really fun to do and also review a movie and gush about it. So, I love that.
3: Okay, so our first question for
0: everybody is what is your favorite comfort movie and why?
1: I'm going to kick us off and you know, I'm going to say The Oscars just happened. And in honor of that just happening, I want to bring up my comfort movie, my favorite comfort movie, which is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which won the best animated feature Oscar, I believe in 2018? 2018? I want to say 2018, maybe 2019. One of those years. You can fact check me later. Um, but yeah, I, I'm my one of my fondest memories in freshman year of college actually is um when I would be like, you know, having one of those low freshman, you know, freshman first days, um, not really knowing who I am or what I'm doing in New York City on a big campus with people I don't know. And I remember like, I would remember like being in my dorm room at McCann, and I would just see like this giant sunset, like, you know, one of those really blazing pinks and oranges. Um And I would play Into the Spider Verse when it used to be on Netflix and now it's not on Netflix, and I'm very upset about that. Um, When it used to be on Netflix, I would play it every single night, and it just made me feel so inspired. And it made me honestly feel like Spider Man, maybe feel like, you know, yeah, maybe feel like a spider person, like above the rest of the world, um, trying to figure out who I am and what I'm doing, but hoping it's coming from a good place and good intentions. And I think, like, that Spider Man quality is a good one to hold on to as you're you know going about your life so that one always has a really strong place in my heart
4: I would have to agree with you Isabella <laughs> I I love that movie I, I think I, I think when I first saw like the teaser trailer I was like this is gonna be a good movie because I like the art style like that would that's what really makes me like fall in love with an animated film is when the art style and the animation is good and like that it was like top tier for Spider-Verse. I just love watching it again because it's just gorgeous to look at. Like, I love the story too, like the story is great. And like the message, as you mentioned. Um, but I think for me, it was definitely just like how like pretty everything was and just how well it fit into the story too. So yeah, that was that's definitely like a comfort film for me.
0: <laughs> I also feel like with um, Into the Spider-Verse, um it kind of like influenced a lot of other animated movies that came out with its art style because I feel like since then I feel like a lot of animated movies have kind of matched it or like television shows like off the bat I can think of like Kid Cuddy's Netflix movie I forget what it's called but I feel like that one has a similar style um the new Puss in Boots movie I feel like that also has a similar style and I think it kind of made people change their animation style from like the ones before
2: I don't have a animated movie to add to the discourse nor have I seen Into the Spider-Verse but I feel like I should because of how much Izzy speaks so highly of it and that was I love that picture that you painted for us of the sunset i've experienced many of those but the movies that i mostly gravitated towards um especially when i you know had the freshman blues but for some reason during the summer or like in the transition into like summer it's august you're kind of like nervous about life and where things are going because you're like damn did i even do anything um all summer except just like contemplate my existence um I gravitate a lot towards screwball comedies I just have a really old soul in that way I'm all for that Hayes code like separate beds comedy (laughs) like we're gonna imply things um but my favorite screwball comedy of all time I'm a journalism major so my favorite screwball comedy of all time is his girl friday if you haven't seen it, it, I believe it has the fastest dialogue ever recorded in a movie. It has overlapping dialogue. Gotta love Howard Hawks. Um, and I believe it's also inspired a lot of shows that I really love by the same director and producer, Amy Sherman Palladino. Shout out Gilmore Girls and Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, she does a screwball comedy thing. So that has to be my go-to comfort movie it's just i think it turns my brain on a little bit trying to keep track of literally everything i think the first time i watched it i did not even know what was going on because i had no clue what they were saying so that's my answer
3: um the movie that i gravitate a lot to when it comes to kind of similar to avery like inspiring my like journalism arts and culture um, mindset is almost famous (laughs) because um, I love the idea of I've always wanted to like profile a band and follow them on tour it's like on my bucket list and I think the movie is it's not just like a comfort movie for me but it's also like what made me so um, inspired to like pursue journalism within like an arts and culture um, sphere But um, that's not, I just wanted to say that to, like, add on to Avery's, but the comfort movie that I chose was Coraline um, because it came out in, I think, 2009 or 10 when I was, like, six or seven years old, and it was the first kind of, like, scary, spooky movie I ever saw. And, like, looking back, that movie was so scary, and I don't know why it's, like, PG, but um, I, I love that movie so much, mostly because the plot is, like, this like suburban girl who's like super bored with her parents, super bored with her life. She's like moved to this new town and she has nothing to do. And that was just very much me when I was a kid. And I would always like fantasize about these like really like cool things I could do. I had like a really like like, maladaptive daydreaming, like, Oh my God, what if there was like a portal like within my house that could take me here and take me there. And so I picked Coraline as my comfort
1: movie two things number one um off of almost famous and like that kind of like screwball like just i mean just even like comedy um i will throw in another comfort movie and that is stereotypically this is my like i'm not even a journalism major but like my like journalism movie is (laughs) the devil wears prada And Hathaway. Fun fact, she did live 10 minutes from my um, house in New Jersey. She used to be from Milburn, New Jersey and used to star in Paper Mill Playhouse Productions. And my choir teacher in high school had a really big crush on her and she rejected him like six times. Um. So we're connected in that way, you know, transcend time and space, all of that. Um, shout out to Kid Cudi's, uh intergalactic, like Morgan mentioned earlier. Um, but no, Devil Wears Prada, like to me, like that is my like cheesy New York like girl boss film like I just think it's like kind of problematic but also kind of hilarious and honestly gives me that kind of like almost famous vibe of like you know like trying to make it in like a big job and like coming from you know coming from like you know like roots like like roots that are far away from this big like crazy world um also fun fact both of those just recently had musical adaptations that were not reviewed well so i think that's also maybe where i was thinking about it um But I'm really glad you mentioned Coraline because I actually, um, I didn't really watch Coraline until way later in my life because I'm a scaredy cat and I used to be terrified of anything related to horror. But I I really fell so in love with it to the point where my thesis, my senior thesis is inspired by Coraline. Um because I think it's just so it's just so creative and it's so innovative and you could say about literally anything that Neil Gaiman has made but even so I think like especially the Portal imagery. oh my god it's so cool um but I I wanted to tie into that with Coraline um just the beauty of stop motion film, I think, is so so important to acknowledge. Um, like, there's so many really really good stop motion films. I mean, even from the same company as Coraline, movie that really like I haven't watched in a while, but a movie that really like pulled at my heartstrings was Um Kubo and the Two Strings. It's I it just really hit home for me Um, because at the time when I saw it, my dad was sick, and I remember like getting out of the theater out of the AMC and calling my dad, and I was like, I love you. I hope you're okay and he's like why are you doing this like what this is us episode is this like what is going on and I'm like this movie just really spoke to me and he's like why are you talking to me right now <laughs> but um it's really really beautiful same kind of beautiful stop motion animation and a more recent movie that is also stop motion that just came out and um just won the Oscar Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio which everyone knew I was going to mention because I talk about every day in my life and I cried about it uh I've I've cried seven times when I first watched it and you bet that a couple weeks ago I went to the Paris theater when they were showing the movie at 11:30 a.m on Thursday morning and I was the only person in the theater except for an old white guy in the very very back and he heard me cry the entire time and he heard me like throw popcorn and pick it up and it was incredible and it was so worth it it was it was inner child work it was therapy incredible movie i don't care if people say anything else i take no criticism it's phenomenal it's so good please listen to the score the score was robbed the best it was snubbed and robbed of a best score nomination and win alexandre alexander disblatt i believe is how you pronounce his name Um, incredible Please watch Pinocchio. Not that Go on or, or Netflix needs your money. <laughs> I'm I'm acting like it's a charity case when I just won the Oscar like last week. <laughs> but so good. Anyway. Yes. Oh my,
3: oh my God. I wanna say I absolutely loved Kubo and the Two Strings when I was a kid. It was like one of my favorite movies. But um, like you said about talking about Pinocchio now. Um I was watching the Oscars and I was listening to his speech and I was thinking he was he said something about how like animation isn't a genre it's like a medium and um talking about how it's not like just for kids and I wanted to say the reason why I wanted to bring up like Coraline and also why I agree with you about like Pinocchio and stuff like that is because like those movies sure, maybe were like marketed towards kids, but they have this sort of like longevity that no matter where you kind of are in life, they mean something so special to you because they have these sort of like eternal messages that kind of go along with them. And so I, I love animation only because like, it is so like, accessible to everybody, like whether you are like a kid or like an adult and whatever. So yeah, I just wanted to say that.
0: Thank you. That was much better than i ever could have said but no animation is not just for children please stop treating it like it is um fun fact about you mentioned earlier Coraline, how you weren't sure how it was pg obviously it was originally a book for children the story behind it getting published as a children's book and i'm pretty sure it's pg because it was a children's book is neil gaiman wrote it handed it off to his editor who read this and was like there's no way this isn't going to terrify children He's like just give it to your kids, see what she thinks. The editor's daughter reads the whole thing, says, "It's fantastic. I loved it." Gives it back. Years so the editor's like, "Okay, I guess it is child appropriate." And publishes it as such. Several years later, Neil Gaiman like meets the editor's daughter because I think they were like friends and she he asks, "How like why did you think this was good for children? Like why did you like it?" And she's like, "Oh no, I was absolutely terrified. I just wanted to know what happens next." So The entire reason it was published as a children's novel was because this child lied to her parents about it not being scary.
3: No, because I was that girl. Like, that movie terrified me the first time I watched it. But, like, for some reason, like, I would watch it, like, almost every week. Like, I have no idea why I was so drawn to it. And I think the first time I revisited it, like, as a teenager, I was like, this is insanity. Like, the fact that I was allowed to, like, watch this as a kid.
0: I guess I can share my favorite comfort movie now, which after hearing all of your very profound ones seems really funny in comparison because the the movie I watch when I'm down and upset is Battleship. The 2012 movie that got nominated for like seven Razzies because it's not good objectively. It's most of those actors worst roles. It's it's objectively a bad film. However, it is hysterical. It is so stupid that it's just fun to watch. And you know where the plot's going from, like, the minute you see it. You know exactly what culminating moments are going to happen, because it's cliche. But there's something just so fun about watching it. And also, I just genuinely like seeing a bunch of explosions on screen. Doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. But, no, that's my comfort movie, even though it is... <laughs> definitely not getting nominated for any oscars.
1: I will say though, okay, there is merit to movies that are like not prestigious, like not artsy, like just are like fun, goofy, silly bad movies. Um this is okay, this might be controversial, but like that's how I feel a lot like I I have this thing that I do with my brother um like we we just watched bad things together like we've seen I've seen every single episode of Riverdale since it premiered because my brother and I like watched and make fun of it from day one and so all these people on TikTok now are like wow Riverdale's crazy like I'm watching it Ooh, that's so quirky of me I'm like girl I've been there since the beginning like you don't even know you don't even know what the chat rooms were like um but yeah like we grew up like my brother like grew up watching all the Barbie movies with me like I we grew up watching all the disney channel original movies um like and this is like past the point where like in high school and college because i'm um neurotic and i love completing my little list of i've seen every single movie in this franchise like controversial opinion i hate avatar i hate the way my voice just shook (laughs) i hate avatar (laughs) which
0: one you have to specify which one both of them i gave
1: both of them half stars on my letterbox or avatar oh Movie. James Cameron's Avatar. James okay, Cameron's I Avatar. Say, Avatar. You gave me a heart attack basically. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're no, g- we're talking g- about movies. Movie. Everyone, we're talking about movies right now. The uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I. That's why I became a writer. Like that's why I'm a writer today. Anyway, this is not about Avatar: The Last Airbender. That could be a whole other episode. But um, I was gonna say that um, a movie I just rewatched recently that has three stars on my letterbox. Uh, James James Cameron. James Cameron Avatar movies both have half stars in my letterbox so sorry to people who enjoy those movies even though they're kind of just about genocide and are offensive to indigenous people that's uh, a whole other episode um i just rewatched Disney Descendants um, and I don't know if it's a good movie. I don't I honestly, at this point, when I was in high school when I first came out, I watched it so much ironically that now I might actually like it unironically to the point where I may or may not own a DVD copy of the movie um in my house. Um, I also own a weird like, manga American comic adaptation of Descendants that I found in my closing Toys R Us in my in my your local New Jersey closing Toys R Us store um but I, I've seen it so many times and I rewatched it recently and I was like this is hilarious like this is honestly like it's not like a, it's not like high school musical or camp rock where it's like whoa this is so iconic this is so nostalgic this is my childhood I know all these songs by heart wow it's like it's not that it's just wow this is so crazy but also like and stupid but also hilarious like if I, there's a quote from the movie i i'm known for n- knowing very obscure quotes of things um but there's a quote that i used on my to review of the Disney descendants there's a scene where prince ben goes he's like on, on some love trance love spell and he goes I could just sing your name Mel, and it's hilarious. I don't know why it makes me like crack up for like 12 minutes. So I wanted to throw that out there. Disney Channel original movies. I want to put that into the mix.
4: Like Descendants. I remember when that came out, a part of me was like, this is bad. Like it's like a funny bad, but I bought the book. I read the book. I, I watched the other two. Although I th- personally, I think the first one is like, the only like sort of good one you know they get like married at the end that was so weird for me I don't know I kind of get where you're coming from with like this kind of really almost bad it's good movie it's just like fun to watch like I love watching the Barbie movies there's a nostalgia factor but then also you look back and it's like this is so stupid (laughs) like this
0: is so dumb thank you arts for joining us on the podcast today to talk about comfort films this was such a great time and thank you to all our listeners for listening to this episode and we will see you next time